Hello, wild creatures. My name is Casey Kirkland Johnson, and this is the Raising Wild Creatures podcast, a show about parenting on the wild side. Join me as we tackle everyday issues such as connecting to nature, how to parent your children respectfully, fostering independent play, and keeping a connection to your true self as a parent. Through research and interviews with experts, we are going to dive deep into the current issues affecting nature-loving parents, all while helping your family to connect to their wild side. Let's start the adventure. I've been plotting this podcast for years now, all while countless questions bounced around in my head. What defines being wild? Why is it important? How do we work towards embracing our own wild and helping our children do the same? Will their lives actually benefit from this connection? My goal in doing this podcast is to answer these questions and to help parents first find their own connection to the wild and then use that to connect their whole family to the wild. By the end of this, we will all be wild creatures. Once a week, I will be putting out a new podcast to help you and your family on this journey. Some episodes will be on topics that I personally have been interested in and have been staying up all night to research. Some episodes will be interviews with experts, and every so often, I have bribed my co-teacher Erin to come on, and she's going to be bringing us the important books we should be reading. And finally, I'm going to have honest conversations with other parents who are on the same journey. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Casey Kirkland Johnson. I am a 33-year-old single mother of three feral children living in the country outside of Syracuse, New York. I own and operate this area's first forest school called Creatures in the Wild. My path to where I am now can seem like a long, winding road, but now that I look back on it, my whole life has been preparing me for where I am now. As an only child living out in the forest, I spent most of my time reading fiction and wandering the woods with a dog at my side. Basically, I was the original feral child of my family. As I grew older, I started working in the restaurant industry, slowly yet surely becoming more natural-minded as life went on. By the end of my 15-year career in farm-to-table restaurants and bakeries, I was spending my days working on making that connection from food to customer and making sure as many ingredients as possible were sourced locally. After I became a single mother, working in kitchens was no longer feasible, and I slowly started Creatures in the Wild. Forest school had caught my eye while researching a better way to educate my first child, Ivan, who is now eight. It turns out Ivan has high-functioning autism, sensory processing disorder, ADHD, and a handful of other diagnoses that are comorbid with the spectrum. After enrolling Ivan in traditional preschool at three, I really started noticing something was different. No one else had to retrieve their child from the playground because he refused to go back inside. Why was my child the only one who knew every fact about scorpions? Forest schools were a perfect fit for my wild guy's needs. The only bad part was, there were no forest schools in our area. They were brand new in our country still. From this need, Creatures in the Wild was born. We started with nature groups every week, while I researched forest schools, the philosophy, and how to run one. Cut to now, and we have our forest kindergarten and summer adventure camps, plus countless other classes we provide to help families connect to nature. But first, let's wait a minute. 
What do I even mean when I say a wild creature? Or when I talk about a family who is connected to the wild? Let's start with what I do not mean. You do not have to live in an off-grid cabin to be connected to the wild. You do not have to raise your own goats, reject all things iPhone, and send your kids to a Waldorf school to be connected to the wild. Even people who live in big cities and love movies and vaccines can connect to the wild. This is a personal journey, and it is going to be different for every family and person. Personally, I happen to straddle the line of hippie nature-loving mom and mainstream wine mom. Yes, I co-sleep and own a forest school. For most of my adult life, I worked in farm-to-table restaurants, obnoxiously making sure ingredients were local and the customers knew where their food was coming from. These can be considered the more natural parenting things that I lean into, but then there's the other side. My children go to public school. I love vaccines. A lot. (laughs) And my children's favorite nights are when we eat frozen pizza while watching a movie. It's all about balance for us. Every parent is a different combination of factors all influenced by their past experiences. But no matter who we are within that mishmash, we can still be connected to our wild. Nature is still a part of us, no matter how much Disney Plus you have watched this week. This is what connects us all through the fog of modern day life, no matter what we believe or what we do in our daily life. In the end, we are all just mammals, and the wild is always calling. Connecting to nature is literally the most natural thing for us to do as humans. When talking about being connected to the wild, what do I mean by saying the word wild? For myself, the word wild conjures up images of chaos. Little girls running with twigs in their hair, boys with sticks, campfires, and the scent of patchouli. Sleeping outdoors under the stars and really becoming one with nature. But here for fun, let's give it a quick Google. Ah, this will be interesting. Wild's first definition is living in a state of nature, not tampered or domesticated, says dictionary.com. It goes on to say, growing or produced without cultivation or the care of humans as plants, flowers, fruit, or honey, uncultivated, uninhabited, or waste, uncivilized, or barbarous. It is fascinating to see that living in a state of nature and uncivilized and barbarous and waste are in the same definition. It seems for a long time calling someone uncivilized was a hugely negative comment. That being wild or connected to nature was a de-evolution for humans. For years, scientists studied nature by removing it from its natural habitat and bringing it inside to museums to study. Animals and plants were looked at as exotic, fascinating objects, not as living beings just like us. But it is tr- but is it a truly bad thing to be wild? Can we live in a state of nature while still brushing our teeth and paying our rent? Does the word waste actually have anything to do with our wild? Personally, I believe it's time to redefine the word wild, harness that connection to nature, and use it to further our lives. We need to find and connect to the wild within us to truly be whole and connected to ourselves and our world. And I'm not alone in believing this. 
Scientists have changed their tune now. Conservation is now the priority over convenience. Forest schools are popping up everywhere in different forms. Even public schools are instituting more outdoor time with Forest Fridays and outdoor classrooms. Disconnection from nature was not natural for us, and the world is burning because of it. We need to plug back in, reconnect with the wild, and get our shit together. Let's start with, what is a wild creature? What am I talking about when I go on and on about wild creatures? Here at Creatures in the Wild Forest School, we read this passage to our summer camp children on the first days in the first few minutes to help them understand where we are coming from and what we expect from them. Now picture me standing in front of a group of children and saying, A wild creature works cooperatively with their pack, making compromises and thinking of their effect on others as they move through this life. A wild creature recognizes that it lives within the ebb and flow of nature's cycles, not attempting to gain control, but surrendering and adapting. A wild creature takes care of other living beings, whether they be the smallest oak tree just sprouted from an, a- sprouted from an acorn, a collection of moss that is home to countless mini-bees, or a moose foraging it for water plants in the marsh. A wild creature is one with their intuition, that inner wild. They trust the direction that their inner guide is pointing them towards, and they stand strong in who they are, never wavering, always steady. A wild creature stands for what is true and what is right. They are students of logic and science. They accept change within these truths and never let their pride get in their way. That might sound like a lot to read to kids, but they take in a lot more of that than you would imagine. It really sets the tone for what we are talking about. In our modern society, these things can seem impossible at times. In the world of social media and 24-hour news cycles, how are we to tap into our wild? How are we supposed to shut out all the noise and information that is coming at us constantly to go outside and put our hands in the dirt? My goodness, how are we supposed to do this for our children? It starts with us, the parents, the caregivers, the mentors. No child is going to independently play outdoors for hours and be comfortable with their own wild if their parents are a nervous wreck while they're out there, totally disconnected from nature and themselves. That is asking the impossible of our children. In order for our children to go on the journey of connecting to nature and their wild, we must first complete this journey ourselves. Sorry parents, there's no fast track for this one. It is going to be messy and arduous and painful at times. You're going to have to sit in silence and make art without direction. And yes, you're going to have to hug a tree. (laughs) But before we start our journey, let me tell you a story. My oldest child's name is Ivan. He's eight years old, loves cryptozoology, mysteries, reading, musical theater, and has autism. Plus, he's gifted. More on all of that on a different episode. On Sundays, I pick up my children from spending the weekend with their father. Some Sundays are harder than others. One particular Sunday, Ivan was a mess on the drive home. He was crying and screaming and could not sit still. The 20-minute ride was horrible and painful to witness. 
Every time his little sister spoke, the sound of her voice drove him into a rage and he would lash out and try to hit her. A full mom panic set in. I was angry and hurt and scared. This is not the son I signed up for. This is not what I thought mothering would be. I never expected to feel so helpless and afraid. The problem is, when I'm in a full panic, I forget everything that I know about both Ivan and parenting. I totally disconnect and it takes me a few minutes to catch up to myself and remember that I do know how to put back together my son that is currently breaking. And it's always the same. Get him outside into nature. If that nature happens to be by the water, even better. Our little family is fortunate enough to live a mile away from a beautiful county park with a huge waterfall. We're talking postcard picturesque. It is the ideal sensory experience for an overstimulated and exhausted kid. When we parked in the parking lot that day, Ivan took off as soon as the car came to a stop. The first thing he did was climb up the natural staircase that goes halfway up the falls. Up there, he can be alone. While he is up there, the wind and the mist from the falls lands on his skin, cooling him down after a hot, frantic car ride. Although loud, the sound of the waterfall creates a soothing white noise, and after about half an hour, you can see him start to relax and unwind. All the jumping from rock to rock and climbing has allowed his body to move in ways he has been unable to all weekend. That built-up energy is finally being released. The little kids and I play at the bottom of the falls, looking for fossils and getting our feet wet. Once he feels ready, he climbs back down to join us. Ivan is visibly different after this. His body has totally relaxed. He even carries himself differently, less stiff and angry. He's no longer coiled up like a snake about to strike. When we leave the park, our family is whole and calm. Immersing into nature has allowed us to reconnect and sort out all of the frustrations. Now we can start a week on a positive note. The sheer power that immersing our body into nature has over us is astounding. There is a true magic about it. And the best part about this magic is there is science to prove it now. There are so many studies that prove how nature is beneficial for the human mind and body. Playing in nature benefits everything from eyesight to mental health and important root skills. Every aspect of the forest is perfectly designed to be pleasing to the senses. The sensory input that our body is designed for and, and actively craves is everywhere. As we walk, the uneven ground allows our joints to move in varied ways, climbing, jumping, running, spinning, rolling, crashing, smushing, pulling, sitting, sinking our bare feet into the wet water and mud. This is what our body needs to feel whole. It needs to smell these wonderful scents that we all love, such as flowers, mud, moss, and that autumn smell we all adore so much that it's actually leaves decomposing after they fall to the ground. When we are outside, we hear the chirps and hums of insects, cicadas singing in the warm treetops, water flowing over the rocks to crash and babble as gravity pulls it down. Birds are always chatting away and will often speak directly to you if you're paying attention. The sun shines through openings in the canopy to warm your skin even on the coldest of days. The wind moves the air around your body to stimulate the nerves in your skin and remind you that you are, in fact, alive. It is no wonder why forest bathing has become a trend in recent years. 
Why would you not want to bathe in all of this? We will be taking a deep dive into the science surrounding nature immersion in a future episode. It is incredibly interesting and deserves its own time. Unfortunately, humans these days are not getting to experience all these amazing benefits. According to a study sponsored by the Environmental Protection Agency, the average American spends 93% of his or her time indoors. Our lives are just not set up for connecting to nature anymore, and it starts at birth. For the most part, we are no longer working outdoors with our children running around playing. Children are stuck indoors, sent to school super early, and then stay there until they are adults. Finally, once school is over as adults, work starts. It is a vicious cycle. Children have become overstimulated by the mostly indoors life that our modern families live and crave nature immersion. They may not be able to put into words what they need, but when we think about it, they are surrounded by unnatural noises of electronics, humans gathered in small spaces, and vehicles speeding by constantly. They are pushed to the developmental limit in schools where they are surrounded by artificial lighting and kept away from the natural world. When we look at it from this perspective, it might be extreme, but let's think of it this way. How could they not be craving the calming potion that is nature immersion? There is a pull inside of us all calling us to be wild. There is real solid science proving the benefits of being out in nature. We have all seen the studies, the countless books written by well-intentioned authors filled with the reasons why. Maybe you even give it a try and go out into the forest with your children and then stand there and think, what the fuck do I do with them now? As they stare back at you expectantly. It's not enough to just tell people they need to go outside more. They all know that. What we truly need to do is to connect to that inner voice that's screaming to be let out. Some call it intuition. Me, well, I call it my wild. It's that primal space inside us all that is screaming to be set free. That's my goal with this podcast, to help you find your wild and set it free, to embrace it and allow you to be the best parent, partner, and human you can possibly be. It's time to find our wild, our truth, and stand in it. Let's do it together. Thank you so much for joining me on my first podcast adventure today. I have been dreaming of doing this for years, and I am so proud of myself for being brave enough to finally do it. If you like today's podcast, please remember to subscribe via your favorite podcast streaming app. You can find us on all social media via Raising Wild Creatures, except for Twitter, because I simply have never understood that platform. (laughs) It also would mean the world to me if you head on over to iTunes and left a review. Even if that's not how you listen to the show, that helps us get noticed by more people and grow. The more we grow, the more we can accomplish to get people outside. Finally, if you would like to share your story about how connecting to nature has changed you or your family, head on over to our website, RaisingWildCreatures.com, to fill out the form, and we will reach out to you as soon as we can. All right, friends. I'll see you outside.